Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, 6 a.m. run community, everyone. I'm very excited uh, that, you know, the podcast has, again, continued to grow. You're probably sick of every way I introduce this show and, and say hello, but it is, there's gratitude that I'd like to thank you guys because every episode that you guys see that we launch, we're doing now three a week, you guys are seeing that, or I'm seeing on the back end how much each episode is growing. And that's because of our audience. And I do want to start every episode by thanking you. I will say, I'm going to probably talk a little less, definitely this one for sure. Today, uh, we are talking boobs, as yes. crazy as that sounds. Um, <laughs> I want to introduce my guest, Ms. Michelle Hoagland. Hoagland. Ho- Hoagland. Mm-hmm. I should have done that in a pre-call, Michelle. But Michelle, you are a host of The Boob Report. Yes. And you are a breast cancer survivor. And I'm really excited for you to introduce yourself to our audience. And let's go. Let's start. Tell your story and and what you do now and everything. Go ahead. Ah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know it's a little sort of off topic to talk about boobs, but I think for women, especially runners and athletes and stuff like that, they're a you know major factor in some of the things that we do as far as our physically athletic part of our side. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a five plus year cancer survivor, no history of cancer in my family. So it was needless to say a bit of a shock to get that diagnosis. And I'm very physically active. I play volleyball and hike with my husband, you know, our family and stuff like that. So I was a little taken aback when I got the news. And with that, to sort of take control of what I was going through, I created a private Facebook page called The Boop Report sort of tongue-in-cheek, keeping friends and family updated with what I was going through. And I went through several iterations of trademarking the name, uh, getting a website, and then just creating a space for women to feel comfortable and safe to ask questions of other women who were, you know, going through their breast cancer journey uh, to get questions answered on what they should talk to their doctor about, things like that. So when you get a diagnosis and you you start looking online, there is a ton of information out there, but it's a little overwhelming to try and sift through all of that. So our goal with the Boob Report, the website and the podcast and all of that is to make finding the information that you need a little easier and a lot less stressful. Mm -hmm. So that's my goal. I mean, basically, I tell people, if I can help one woman, I've achieved my goal. If I can help more than one woman, it's a dream come true to just get through their journey with as much grace and ease as possible. Wow. I know. I love that. And, you know, if you don't mind, I love stories um, Mm -hmm. where people, they go through something, right? And they learn and they say, all right, look, like this information needs to kind of be shared. And I think what happens is when we all have our issues, any issue, by the way, I'll say it's like, we're like, we sometimes I think feel like we're the only ones going through it, especially you might think like my friends, people don't understand. Um, And it's kind of hard, like, you know, that's why I love, there's always like, and now you see more, not just like when I was growing up, I felt like the support groups were just like, let's say like alcohol anonymous. Right. But like, mm-hmm. now you see like widows and widow, like there, there's so many support groups for things. Cause I think you need people that have been through the trenches themselves. So you can understand like, all right, expect this, expect that maybe ask your physician, all that stuff. Is that kind of how you saw it? And you were like, all right, look, let's, this is stuff that needs to be shared. And 
And real quick yeah. too, what's the percentages of women that go through breast cancer? I think it's, that's a ridiculous number too, right? It is. It's a very ridiculous number. It's actually, and this, this could have changed, but right now nationally, it's one in eight. Wow. In Colorado, it's one in seven. Now only less than 20% of those diagnoses are genetic. So it's sometimes, like I said, I had no history of cancer in my family. So I was just luck of the draw, if you will. And I think that a lot of people, I went through this a little bit. I'm like, well, how in the world could I possibly have cancer? You know, I'm healthy. I eat well. I'm, you know, so it's a devastating blow to get that call with any kind of, you know, life altering diagnosis. And how did you, by the way, did you, was it a, a regular mammogram? Did you have any pain, any like? No, no pain whatsoever. Regular mammogram. I know that they really you know, encourage self-breast mm-hmm. examinations and things like that. And full transparency, my husband's a boob guy. So if I had tumors, I figured he'd find them, you know, that's just how it is. But no, I had the type of cancer I had was invasive lobular carcinoma. So it starts at the front of the breast and works its way back. So I had six tumors, but you couldn't feel them because they wow. were very fluid. So it was a mammogram that picked them up. Uh, something that's a little sort of, you know, scary, if you think about it, is that my surgeon, once we got the diagnosis and everything, she told me that it was very possible that I had had this anywhere from five to 10 years. And I was getting regular mammograms. So right. they, were just, um, they were that small. Yeah, they were that small. Wow. So, but by the time they really, you know, were be picked up on a mammogram and an ultrasound and stuff like that, I had six and I was a stage two. So was it early enough detection though that you, oh, yeah. like yeah. that they were very, let me ask you this. Were they like, look, how did they make you feel? Like, I feel like immediately, I feel like I'm, I'm just putting myself in, in, in mm-hmm. a potential person's shoes. Like, yo, you have breast cancer. I would just feel like I would want them to be like, but look we got this. It's early enough. Not like, uh, we don't, we don't know. Like, you know what I mean? How were they when they told you? Well, you know, it was funny. It was a phone call and I do not recommend doing this at all. I went in and had uh, the biopsy on a Friday afternoon Mm -hmm. and didn't get the phone call until late Monday afternoon. So I went through that whole weekend. Yeah. Don't, I do not recommend that at all. But when I got the phone call from the nurse navigator, she was actually very sweet. You know, she was like, how are you doing? And I go, I'm a little sore, you know, from the biopsy and everything. She goes, okay, well, I need to tell you, I I don't want to upset you, but you have cancer, but we've caught it early enough. We're we're very confident that we can get this taken care of. And I asked her immediately, I don't know why it came to mind, you know, what stage am I? And she goes, well, we really don't like to quantify. And I go, but if you had to, and she goes, you're about a stage two, you're a stage two. Wow. So So, that, and then, and then I got to also assume as a woman, I've talked to my wife mm -hmm. about this and knock on wood, she's healthy, but I think we talk about women, then I'm sure the immediate question is, am I losing my boobs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's the first thing. You know, am I going to have to have a a mastectomy, a bilateral mastectomy? What about radiation chemo? I'll freely admit it. I'm pretty vain. I love my hair. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go through chemo and lose my hair. You know, there's all kinds of these things come rolling up. But I think, and I'm sure that a lot of the females in your audience, especially the moms, can you know, relate to this. One thing that just really smacked me across the head was, oh my God, what about my kids? What about my husband? You know, I've failed my family. <laughs> you know, but, which is, what, what, let me ask why that, why that? Yes. Because you, and because is that kind of that mothering, that nurturing I, yeah. role? Yeah. I'm the one that's supposed to be taking care of everybody. Sure. And now all of a sudden, you know, 
But I, I will say that my husband. By the way, I'll, I'll, real quick, I'll say to that when I'm even like, I feel like my mm-hmm. wife will work sick, do things. Like, I feel yes. like when me and the kids are sick, like even me, I don't get sick often, but when I'm sick, like, yeah, I'm, I'm bad. I'm like, I'm yeah. in bed, leave me alone. <laughs> but I've seen her, I think with the same symptoms function. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's just, I think it's women feel they're the foundation of the family. So they, you know, they can't be sick. They've got to, you know, take care of things and they can't have anything that's holding them back, which is, you know, big picture going back and looking at it. I needed to take care of myself so that I could be there to take care yeah. of my husband and my kids. And I refer to my husband as my Prince Charming. He took amazing, amazing care of me. So I was very blessed in that. And that's another thing that I wanted to do with the Boob Report is be able to let women know that they're not alone because there are a lot of women out there that will get a diagnosis and they don't have a significant other. They don't have family close by and they have to go through this you know, by themselves. So we've created this community within the Boob Report so that they at least feel like they have people they can talk to and lean on. So, yeah, no, I I do. I do love that. Okay. So kind of, I like your story just kind of, cause I feel like that'll also help people kind of walk through that process. So you go the surgery, if you don't mind, and if if Mm -hmm. I ask something you don't want to answer, just, Hey, say pass. But so (laughs) They had six things, items, lumps, tumors, whatever mm-hmm. you call them, they had to get out. Did that mean that they had to remove vasectomy? Did they, was the boob coming off? Like, please, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm fully transparent. I'll, okay. I'll answer anything. I, I feel like knowledge is power. So, you know, the more women know going into things. And I've had phone calls with women, you know, the day before their surgery, just letting them know what to expect. I initially, with the MRI, they only found four tumors. They didn't uh-huh. find the other two until I was on the table. Okay. But, you know, my surgeon told me that there was really no way they could do a lumpectomy because of where the tumors were. It would have just destroyed the breast. So I made the decision to I, get genetic testing, even though I knew there wasn't cancer in my family. I did, I did want to do the genetic testing to help me make the decision on whether to just do the left side or to go for the full bilateral sure. mastectomy. I made the decision to do the full bilateral just for the fact that there was no way I was going through this again. I was not going to go through this surgery twice. So, and it's, you know, for some women will understand this. I really didn't know what I was getting into, but they are literally removing all of your breast tissue, all of it. So if you make the decision to have implants, do reconstructive surgery afterwards, they're literally having to cut muscle and put the implants in and there's no tissue there. There's no soft tissue around it. So they don't feel the same. They don't look the same. You know, it's not like if a woman makes the decision, you know, I would like to have a breast enhancement, more power to you. There's breast tissue around there to keep it soft and keep them natural looking. That's not the case when you have all of your tissue removed because of cancer. Wow. So, yeah. So that was something that took a little getting used to. (laughs) Yeah, no. So we go through that obviously now kind of like you wanted the uh, both kind of is the return rate. Let me ask that the return rate. Did they still warn you? Like, look, this is, let, let me, let me even before the return rate, let me ask this. What is it about? If you know this answer, I mean, I'm sure you, why are boob tissues so 
why is that tissue there on a woman? Why is it so susceptible? Is that the word? Why is it so susceptible to cancer? Why? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. The funny thing is that I learned, and it's not funny, haha, but every single one of us have cancer cells in our body. It's whether or not they decide to set up base camp. Yeah. I've heard too, like there's no, there's no such thing as natural death, right? Like even older individuals, again, knock on wood, not to knock Mm -hmm. anyone, but there's usually there's some cancerous reasons for even old age death, right? Like that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. My grandmother actually in her nineties was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So yeah. So it's, we're living longer, you know, and our bodies go through dramatic change as we get older and some things you just become more susceptible to. But yeah, I I did. I found that rather fascinating that, you know, all of us have cancer cells. It's just whether or not they decide to find a home somewhere in your body. The one interesting thing about breast cancer is it can start as breast cancer, but then if it gets metastatic, it can move to other areas of your body. So it's a pretty scary diagnosis to get. With my surgery, they were actually to get clear margins. They were able to get clear margins. So I didn't have to do radiation or chemo, which I was very excited about. But I did have to go back every six months for the first couple of years, you know, get the blood draw, do the tumor markers, all that good stuff. Now that I'm beyond five years, they've extended it to 10. It used to be once you hit your five-year mark, you were, you know, you were free, you release. But now they take it up to 10. They still want to see you once a year up until you reach your 10th year. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, Wow. Very, 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 uh, yeah, you know, educational is not the word, but it's good to learn all this stuff. And, yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, yeah, yeah informative <laughs> now. So obviously you kind of like, if you want to share, you obviously start your podcast. You, like I said, you went through this. Mm-hmm. Can I ask to, well, let me, if you don't mind too, I, I, I think too, I think women now more than ever, like have careers and things mm-hmm. like that. Overall, for anyone that maybe has a career and they're like, oh my God, I think sometimes I'm going to put like, a, I think more of this is sometimes a guy's philosophy, right? But I think sometimes, I think now with equality, and I, again, I'm a father of two daughters, by the way, so I'm, I, I like what I'm about to say, but women more so are now like, no, I got a career. I can't be laid up for like six months, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What was the overall layoff period? Did you have a job? Did you have to kind of quit? What about that? If women are wondering, I feel like sometimes we don't go to doctors because mm-hmm. we're like, now's not the good time to even find out. I know this sounds crazy, but I know oh. I've had this thought. Oh yeah, I've, I've sometimes been like, man, now is not the time. I've got so much going on with 6 a.m., blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, now's not the freaking time to get caught with something. You know what I'm saying? What was your, absolutely. Absolutely. What about in that regards, your profession, did you work or like, did you have to like, if you don't mind me asking? No, 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 not at all. I actually was very lucky in the fact that my husband and I own a a boutique marketing agency Mm -hmm. and we actually work within the healthcare industry. Nice. So I worked from home. Well, you can, you can help 6am whenever you'd like. (laughs) So I was incredibly blessed in that. Now there are women that have to, you know, go to work. There are women who 
work at um, like essential workers, that that phrase became very popular over the last couple of years, you know, that may not have access to insurance. And so taking time off work to go through radiation and chemo that, you know, can cost them their job. Right. Uh, So the layoff time really honestly... After my bilateral mastectomy, I was really not allowed to lift or do anything really physical for about eight weeks, six to eight weeks. And then after that, it was very slow getting back into normal things. I couldn't lift, you know, I couldn't carry a purse, you know, take the groceries out of the car, anything like that. Overall for yours. So you're, it seems like you're saying overall, it is that three, it's about a three to six month fully healing kind of thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And that did not include chemo or radiation. Now I've noticed that a lot of women that I've talked to, the doctors will have them do the chemo and radiation Mm -hmm. before the surgery so that they're not, you know, they can recover from the surgery and not have to be going through that additional trauma Mm -hmm. to the body with the chemo and radiation. And here's the thing that I really cannot stress enough. Every person is different. Every single person, the way you experience a trauma like that, you know, a, a diagnosis, getting through surgery or radiation or chemo, you can't really go off of what someone else is is doing. And that was one thing that I noticed. I know people were trying to be helpful, but they were like, oh, I worked with this woman and man, she never missed a day of work with chemo. She did this and she did that. Well, when there were days that I couldn't get out of bed, that was ringing in my head and I didn't even have to have chemo. So I I think it was, you know, people mean well, but no person's journey is the same. Everybody is different how they experience this. No, I I totally understand that. Now let's move to, because I do want to spend this kind of fourth quarter of our conversation here and, you know, the boob report and and what you're doing now. So I think too, I think I I love hearing about, you know, doing marketing and you've been in the healthcare Mm -hmm. industry. So, you know, even with me, right? Like part of what got me back to 6am run, I've always been like an athlete growing up, right? right? Not sitting here bragging, saying I was the best one ever, but sports and everything always played like an important role to me. So when it came down to, you know, all right, like I want to, you know, I knew I needed something and, you know, 6am mm-hmm. run started, it became like a passion project of sorts. You right. and your husband already are in the healthcare, owning your own kind of business. So like, did that kind of, obviously it seems like it just made sense. You're like, all right, I add this to another task I'm going to take on of, mm-hmm. you know, helping women go through this, starting the boob report. Talk me now through a little bit of the boob report. And then if you want to share some of the resilient stories, maybe you've had on the show or something you want to share, like an experience that the show's brought you as we kind of, like I said, come into this last quarter of our conversation here. Right. Well, it, you know, oddly enough, like I said, I started it as a private Facebook group to keep friends and family updated on what I was doing. And then as I was going through how it evolved was I wanted it to be something that could help women. I wanted it to be a good community for them, get their questions answered. And I was very lucky to partner with the state of Colorado so that I was had access to a lot more resources for women, you know, support groups resources that were available to women who were unemployed, uninsured, minority women, you know, they don't have access to that information. And, you know, state government doesn't have a marketing budget. So when I presented what I was doing to them, they were like, you can have whatever you want. You know, if you can get the word out, we want to be able to help as many people as possible as well. So it was a great partnership. So that's sort of what I built my business model on as I 
expand out to other states is to work with that local state government to get that extra resource information available to women. So Mm. I'm in Colorado now, say for example, women in Florida, I'll have a Florida based boob report so that women can find, you know, the things that they need specific to their state. And I just, I want, I know how scared I was and how overwhelming it was to Google things and research and WebMD and all of that. And I wanted to make it a little easier and less stressful for the women who were coming after me with their diagnosis to find that information and oh my not God. feel so scared. Yeah, I think the web is is the worst because yeah. <laughs> in, in any, by the way, in anything, because I feel like you can find what you're really like, if you want to find out, oh my, like, or not find out, but if you want to mm-hmm. like think, oh my God, I'm dying. There's going to be a site that's going to say, yeah, you're, you're dying. Or, um, Hey, this is nothing. Just ignore it. There's going to be a site that says that there's also, like I said, I mean, think about it. Like there's sites that say, if you wanted to find, I guarantee you right now, you and I both mm-hmm. could share our screens. And if I wanted to find a, a diet that you only eat pizza or only yes. eat chocolate chip cookies, someone wrote a diet online yes. about a pizza, just eating pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, and losing weight doing that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. that's the web is the worst. Oh, so gosh. now let me ask you too, I have, how are like, on your show too, have you had, you know, and again, I know, let me, well, maybe I didn't ask this. How long has the show been out? Well, I actually launched it September 12th, 2021. Okay. So we're, okay. we're relatively new. Yeah, not even a year uh, yet. Yeah. And that date was special to me because that is the date I got my diagnosis. Oh, wow. So cool. I That's launched cool, my yeah. show then. Yeah. And so we're, yeah. we drop a new episode every Friday awesome. and I've had some amazing, amazing guests on. I have some doctors lined up to be on. Uh, today, I spoke to a woman that I recorded an episode. She does mind body work. She's Mm -hmm. a chiropractor and she, you know, focuses on posture and your mind and body and getting everything in alignment for going through the healing process and, and things like that. So the way I want to approach it and you hit it on the head, I mean, there's so much good information, but there's so much bad information Mm -hmm. out there as well. We take uh, with the boo report, we really focus on an integrative approach. You know, if there's you know, you want to look at supplements, that's great. That's fine. But you still need to talk to your doctor. You know, you need to stay in contact. You know, if you want to go the traditional chemo radiation route, that's awesome. Here's some things that we recommend, you know, creams, things like that. We want it to be integrative so that women feel like they're in control. They're communicating well with their doctor because that's the key. You know, I don't want someone to say, oh, well, I can just go live on a, you know, farm out in the middle of nowhere and eat grapefruit and I'm going to cure breast cancer. That's not the way it works. No, but let let me do it. Last kind of last question here. So physical fitness, right? Like Mm -hmm. what I love about our community, one of the things you probably, if you, and hopefully, you know, you and I can stay in touch after this, but if you kind of follow our community on the reverse, Mm -hmm. we want to be an escape for people, right? Like we don't want to talk politics, religion, like we don't, we want people to kind of come to us and really be in part of this community as an escape from those things that you're seeing every day on the news. And you Mm -hmm. and I, as we're talking today, you know, some of the things that are even going on now, even as we come out of COVID, right, that are still going on. Right. But like one thing I always said to people, like I said, listen, you want to wear a mask, go for it. Mm -hmm. If that makes anything that makes people feel safer, I'm all for that, right? Right. Right. If even now a lot of mask mandates are lifted, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, listen, wear that mask. 
I'm not offended if you want to wear a mask, right? right? Like right. that, I don't understand that. I'll say that on the air. <laughs> but what I'll say is one thing we kind of, or not we, but me, I preached was like, listen, I don't know what side of, of COVID you fall on. Mm-hmm. I, I do know some people have suffered and for them, my heart goes out to them and I hope that they, everyone got better and people I know are still recovering. So for that, but I knew one thing was that you could control was your health, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I knew your diet running every day or doing some kind of physical fitness activity. We are hashtag, you you might not know this, but running is not canceled, blew up during COVID because you were allowed to go outside and run. Mm -hmm. No one said, don't do that. Right. You know what I mean? And taking care of your fitness. What I'm bringing this back to that statement is, do you find in the women in your now journey of where you are now in this process for you, that the better people had taken care of their physical fitness the better they were equipped to go through this? Am I crazy for saying that? No, no, I don't think so. You know, I think that in life in general, how you approach things, you know, with your your mental fitness, your physical fitness, you know, diet, things like that. I think that all plays a key role in things. You know, some women who get, again, get a diagnosis like this are like, oh, but I'm doing everything right. Well, you are. Oh, yeah, that, some, yeah. yeah. Sometimes this happens, but continuing to do everything right, you know, maintaining that physical activity, maintaining that good diet is going to help you get through this process a lot. Oh, and you got to figure the women that are going to have to go through the tougher challenges with mm-hmm. this, right? The ones that are going to maybe have to go through the chemos. And, but now you're saying, look, now you're gonna have to go through all that extensive potential suffering. I don't mm-hmm. suffering is maybe not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. it's going to be hard, but at least now you've had a body that's been strong, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe hopefully can rise to, I guess, that kind of like occasion. And that's all I always just say, uh, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyone can be a, not a target, but anyone can catch a certain illness or a certain mm-hmm. ailment. I don't think, you know, I think one thing about me, I'll say this, as you hit kind of 40, I think when I was 21, I definitely, I, I knew I wasn't Superman, <laughs> right? But when I was 21, I wasn't worried about things. Right. I think when you hit that 40 mark, for me mm-hmm. especially, that's when you, and again, me being more of a sports person, that's when you're kind of like, and I don't even call it like a midlife crisis. I'm kind of like a, but it's, I call it, it's like a, oh shit, this is the second half of life. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You're like, Oh, now I'm going Mm -hmm. the other way. You know what I mean? And then I think you really start, you know, that's why I love. And by the way, thank you. I know we're kind of closing it up. Thank you for being on this episode, you know, and and no, you really, I think they gave a lot of great information to our audience. I do want to end any closing remarks you'd love to make in the last couple of minutes here and next closing remarks. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, please let's get all your information out there for our audience, please. Absolutely. Well, I so appreciate the opportunity to be able to get the word out to more women and men, you know, and just let them know that the Boob Report is there for them. The website, it's super simple. It's theboobreport.com. Same thing with the podcast. We're on Google Play, iTunes, you know, you can go directly to our website and listen to it from there. Awesome. We love to support nonprofits. So we do have t-shirts. I'm actually wearing one right now. We sell t-shirts and tote bags and stuff like that. And a portion of those proceeds do go to nonprofits that work with women. So yeah, they can find all that information on the website. Now we we guys, everyone out there listening, all of this will be in the bio of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And this was a very educational one too. And now that, um, you know, Michelle, I have your contact now, so we might have to just ask you to come back maybe next October. Oh, I'd be honored. um, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, 
Last thing I'll tell you, it was really one of our best sellers and we donated the proceeds to the breast cancer awareness. We did, it's, it was the F word, but mm-hmm. the CK was with the ribbon nice. and then we had the, the cheetah in it and mm-hmm. like our logo. A couple people were very offended by that word, but it was, uh, yeah. it wasn't, it was, it was two, two, I should say two people, but, okay. but yeah, the FF cancer shirt was one of our most successful and it mm-hmm. was, it was great to see survivors who are runners and want that. And listen, yeah. I, I love that. Yes, this is, uh, I'll end on this. I know you got to go. Yes, this might hit one out of eight, one out of 10, two out of 10 women, Mm -hmm. but at least the support is there for those two women, you know, that, so no, great stuff. Go, go. I know you already have a busy day. Thank you everyone for listening. And again, we're so excited for, for both you, Michelle, to be on the podcast and everyone who's listening. Thank you guys. Thank you.